This is the Everything Weight Loss Podcast with Shari Ware, where we talk about everything, all things, anything to do with weight loss, health, and wellness. So today we're talking to Julia Williams again, who is a trauma empowerment coach from the Thoughts Architect. As a qualified counsellor, coach and behaviour profiler, she helps people overcome traumas, especially from childhood, before empowering them to build self-esteem, create new beliefs and master the skills needed for long-term intimate relationships. Having been on this transformational journey herself, she knows how impactful the combination of coaching, counselling, NLP and behaviour profiling can be to learn to understand yourself and create a new empowered story and life. So first of all, thank you for joining me again, Julia. You're welcome. Lovely to be back. Thank you for having me. Uh, so for those of you who maybe this is the first episode you're watching or maybe um, the first time that you're seeing Julia, we have actually done two episodes previous to this. Uh, so the first one was an overview of tribal cycles and roles, giving everybody an overview of the whole concept. Uh, the previous episode, we actually delved more specifically and more deeply into one of the roles, which was actually um, the role of the invisible child or the people pleaser. Uh, so if you haven't seen either of those, I definitely go back and watch the first one. Um, and then um, it doesn't really matter what order you, you watch the rest of them in, but I will be putting all of the links to the previous episodes in the show notes to make it super easy for you to go and find them. Uh, so today we are actually delving more into um, the role of the hero. So uh, with that, uh, Julia, I'm going to let you take it away and tell us everything that we need to know about that hero role. All right. So thank you so much. So before I start, I'd just like to quickly mention something that people often don't understand about children. Up until the age of seven or eight, children go through an egocentric development stage. So that means everything in the world that happens is because of them so if mum and dad have an argument that's because of them if dad loses his job that's because of them they will find a piece of evidence to connect whatever's happened in the world with them the second part that i've only just discovered is that adults we have the alpha and beta brainwaves which are about creativity and thinking and critical thinking but up until the age of seven, children only have the delta and the theta brainwaves. Theta is the sleeping brainwaves and delta is the magical play kind of. So again, for me, that's a really important distinction to make because when I look back at my own tribal cycles and I've just done a whole inventory of my beliefs, some of them are so stupid, but when you understand mm. that you made those beliefs, without the ability to think critically so of course they're not logical so I just think we can beat ourselves up but understanding little things like that helps you be a little kinder to yourself and that's yeah. what you're aiming for understand how they came understanding how they came about and why they came about yeah definitely so in we've talked about in a functional family you would not need a hero the hero is like superman or wonder woman running around saving the world putting everybody else before them you're in the middle of something it doesn't matter i heard a cry for help off i go 
But unfortunately, most of us don't come from functional families and we learn ways that we start to notice patterns that when mum and dad are doing something and I do this other thing, it seems to like calm everything down or things become better. But the hero role is one of those roles. And this child thinks, if I can prove that I am worthy, then you will love me. Wow. You become, and I think this is very prolific in society today, you become a human doing, not a human being anymore. Yes. Wow, that's, um, that's <laughs> definitely a big, a big, I, I want to say kill the swallow. Yeah. That's what popped into my head. Wow. Because, and I think, yeah, things like social media and things like that also teach us to have the brain going all the time. But I think that is part of the addiction today is busyness. Mm. Yeah be busy so this child looks very angelic and everybody adores them because you know they always put other people first they're never thinking about themselves what a wonderful child again how unhealthy is that that as a child you learn to put everybody else's needs ahead of yours mm. i don't know if you're familiar with marion williamson's our deepest fear yes and she says in there we have all been given gifts who are to play small and not to shine mm. If I am being groomed as a child or with my magical thinking, thinking I have to put everybody else before me, how can I ever love and appreciate me because I'm learning from an early age that everybody else is more important. So I think that is in common with the people pleaser roles. Yes, okay. Um, this child, like the people pleaser, also makes the family look good because it's the model child. You know, what a wonderful child. They just run around helping everybody never a thought for their own concerns so again, I think all families have some level of dysfunction but if you're at a very high level where you've got an alcoholic or a drug addict in the house or there's some form of domestic violence whether that's psychological or physical mm -hmm. it helps to hide all that because you wouldn't imagine such a wonderful child coming from anything other than a wonderful home so it's an advertisement for the family yeah that they're it's a good family so I think the traumatic thing with this is if you and if you think of Superman or Wonder Woman, you can never take off that superhero's cape. Yes. When you've just gone through a marriage breakdown or you've just been retrenched at work or your house was damaged in the recent storms and you don't have insurance, even though your world has fallen apart, other people. Mm. I think in that way that's where we start to store up emotions where maybe I resent that I'm having to help you today when my life has just turned and that's where we start repressing stuff yeah okay so I guess a couple of questions come up for me first well first of all an observation uh, for anybody listening to this if that sounds like you um, it's come now if you weren't aware of where it came from already, uh, now hopefully you have uh, a greater awareness of where it came from and that it's normal. <laughs> My next question would be, uh, and I know that we'll go into this um, in two ways. First of all, I want to know how do we deal with it in our real life, uh, uh, sorry, in our adult life? 
And so if we're an adult that we can identify or we're now aware that we played this role or maybe still are playing this role, how, how do we um, make it functional for us rather than dysfunctional if it is dysfunctional at the moment? And secondly, uh, if we are raising children, or even you don't have to be raising children, you can just be around children. So, you know, it might be your niece or your nephew. What can we do now that we have a greater awareness of how this can impact um, a person? What can we do to lessen that impact? Two great questions. That's why you feel. <laughs> um, so with the first one, I think like anything, awareness is power so as soon as you're aware like oh my god yes i do that then you start catching yourself doing it yeah. and you can question yourself like really right now i've just lost my job for example should the focus be on me and getting myself sorted or should it be on someone else mm. there i go i am so upset because I had a big argument with my husband last night and I don't know if our marriage is going to survive this one but I'm here helping somebody else again awareness stop what's the priority right now and again I think we've been taught that it's selfish to put ourselves first mm. when I've just become unemployed or I've had a relationship uh, an argument with my partner that possibly my marriage could break down and my children are going to live that life between two parents. My priority has to be me dealing with how upset and hurt I am because if I do that, maybe the marriage will survive, maybe it won't, maybe it's not in my best interest and that of my children for it to continue, but I am focused on me and what do I need to do to make this situation right. Yeah. And I guess also asking yourself questions about what is right for you and how to move forward rather than putting the focus on somebody else because then you don't have to deal with those questions in the short term. In the short term, yes. So um, another part of that, oh. so when, when I work with clients on this part of what we do at the end of going through all of the four different ways of be the roles that we take on yeah. is recognizing there are parts of every role that are useful yeah. like there are there are times when it's awesome for me to be a superhero for example and fly in and save somebody who's going through a hard day because today i'm in a good place and i can do that i would never want to stop helping people mm recognizing that the role has a function but now that you I think it's like that when when you've got a pimple on your face you are now aware that there's something going on there what do you want to do with this thing mm. second part with the children if you if for example I'm a joker so I make light of everything that hurts so I was in a coaching session, I was crying and it was being recorded and I made a joke, pulled up on it. So when you notice your children, for example, are emotional, but they're making light of it, 
or that one of your children is making light of the fact that the other one is upset. I think that's when you as a parent need to step it up and say, hey, okay to be upset sometimes. Nobody's happy all the time. All of the emotions are okay. And I think that's another thing. All of the emotions mm -hmm. are okay because we tend to think we label these ones as okay and these ones as not okay. Yeah. Every family is slightly different. Yeah. But if you're angry, if one of my children is angry, it's fine to be angry. Angry just says that something is going on inside me, just like sadness does, but to learn to express them in healthy ways. So I think when you're a parent or you're with children, noticing how they're behaving, noticing those patterns, like I've noticed that you always jump in and help other people, but sometimes you need to look after yourself. Mm. You've just had a big upset on the playground with that child and you're quite upset. Maybe now it's not the time to be saving your friend. Maybe right now you need to look after you. So yeah. teaching children to put themselves first and to nurture themselves and to express the full range of emotions because as soon as we start learning that these ones are okay and these ones are not okay, like if, and I think especially as females, anger for most of us, we were taught it's not okay to be angry. Mm. But if I don't, find a way to get that out as a child or now as an adult I still haven't learned the ways to do it it's going to end up coming back to bite me in the bottom yeah yeah so it's important to allow ourselves to feel all of the feelings in however we need to feel them and express them and let them out because there is a, a, a reason for everything that we feel and and I know in my own experience that when we don't allow ourselves to feel those emotions and to work through those emotions and to um, experience them fully, that's what leads to so many issues with uh, emotional eating and uh, all of these things that you're describing, the way they impact in people's lives. Um, you know, I, I would say most of the people I work with, with health and wellness and weight loss, they're all impacted. Um, it's come from the role that they play. And I would actually say a lot of them are probably playing a superhero role. Um, you know, obviously they learned that as a child and a lot of them are, continu are continuing it into their adult life. I certainly was one of those. Um, so... I'm definitely resonating with everything that you have said thus far because it's definitely played out in that way in my own life uh, and that's something that I'm certainly still working on today. Um, so it's awesome to know that, first of all, awareness is obviously the first step and then that there's things that you can do to change that if it's not working for you if it's dysfunctional in your life and and I guess that's the thing to think about you know sometimes um it can be functional yeah and that's Absolutely. okay yeah but yeah. that's where once you're aware of it you're working out for me that's the functional level when I go past that point it's dysfunctional mm. and I think all of these roles can be healthy they can be functional but we can take all of them too far. So it's about now that I'm aware that I have this tendency to behave with this pattern of behaviour in this pattern of circumstances, do I want to continue doing that? And if not, what's a new behaviour that I could learn? 
Mm. And I, I am really into this idea at the moment that I'm, I'm here on like this peak of a mountain and I have to get to this one. There's a gap in my learning. That's all it is. It's just a gap in my learning. And I, I'm, now I'm aware of it. There's some learning to do. It's fixable. It's solvable. Yeah. Yeah. And, and by, learning, by learning, are you meaning uh, formal learning or do you just mean like as in personal development, just coming to that next level in your own personal development? or However it comes. It might, be, it might just be looking up roles online. It might be going to a coach. It might be going to a mentor. It might just be physically stopping yourself and going, hey, now's not the right time to help someone. You need to look after you. Yeah, so I think it depends on how big the thing is that you've got to learn and whether you already have some tools. Um, Are there friends that you know? Like if I know a friend who is really good at putting her needs first, which, and again, it's that oxygen mask analogy, if I can put my needs first and I am primed and I am healthy in my mind, then I'm more, and I'm balanced in my emotions because I'm letting everything out. I don't need to store this then as a good friend, maybe I can say to you, well, these are the things that I do. Yeah. I think it's honest, honest communication with friends and being vulnerable. I was listening to Brené Brown this morning and it comes back to vulnerability to say, hey, I've noticed you're really good at X, Y, and Z. I'm not so good at that. Can you help me with that? Yeah. Yeah, definitely um, asking for help. Yeah. That's it. And as a superhero, playing that, that superhero role, that's one of the hardest things to do is ask for help, I feel. That's, you know, that was, that was my, that was one of the ways it impacted on my life. Um, and so learning that it's okay to ask for help and to do that uh, was one of the best, um, best things that, best ways that I've grown in my own life I feel and I feel that there's a lot of out, people out there who who and that's why part of the reason why I do these episodes these podcasts um, is because the more we get these messages out there the more likely the people who need to hear it are going to hear it and the more likely they're going to start to um, get that learning and growth for themselves as well. And I also think touching on judgment it's something I've noticed in myself. When I help other people, I never, ever judge them. Mm. I never go like, oh, my, you're weak and pathetic because you need my help. And I'm talking about my friends. Yeah. But when I ask someone for help, I presume that they're going to think that of me. Mm. So I don't ask for help. Yeah. So if you are judging yourself for asking help for help, that means you are judging others as being weak and vulnerable when they ask for help. Yeah, I guess to keep within the theme, um, it's 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 important to acknowledge that even superheroes have kryptonite. They have something that um, maybe they're not so good at, or something that uh, hinders their superpowers, and so they need help sometimes too to overcome that. And we're all the same. Even if we're playing that superhero role, you need to be open to asking and accepting help. And it doesn't make us weak. It just means it's not our superpower, really. We all have different superpowers, don't we? 
I would disagree. Isn't asking for help the ultimate superpower? Yeah, it is. Because being vulnerable means you're actually being incredibly strong. I could be vulnerable with you right now and you could rip me to shreds or you could pull me up with you. Yeah, it's definitely a superpower. superpower. It is a superpower to ask for help. Um, That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that there are things in our world that are not our superpower. So, for instance, I started out as a, I, I actually trained to be a personal trainer because that's how I felt. I was best able to help people and then as a personal trainer I realized you know it took me a while I realized oh duh like seriously that's actually not my superpower that's not how I'm going to help people because exercise was the last piece of the puzzle for me so my superpower is actually helping people with the mindset and the way that they look at things and their perspective um you know, and so I switched from being a personal trainer to specifically working with people with their mindset. Um, so it's just to say that not everything in our world are we going to be superheroes at, and that's mm-hmm. okay. And, you know, it's okay to ask for help. And in fact, we should because everybody has different superpowers. And why not take advantage of somebody else's superpower? Because I'm pretty sure that um, at some point we're going to be using our superpowers to help them, especially if we are one of those superheroes. It's kind of returned to the old tribes where everybody had a specific job, a gift that they were recognised for, and you would go to that rather than trying to learn all of the job, go back to the experts. Yeah. And it makes sense, doesn't it? Because that also, um, as human beings, we want connection. So doesn't that also help us with connection when we're all connecting and using our superpowers to help each other? Mm. Yeah, awesome. Okay, so is there anything else we need to know about the superhero role? Um, I think it's just one of those roles where you can become so addicted to helping others that you're not looking after yourself. You can become addicted to that high pace of life. And I know I'm addicted to busyness. I've got to go, 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 go. Yeah, So I think it's recognising stop, just stop. Um, Learning to be a hero for yourself, putting your own needs first, learning that even superheroes are going to have a bad day and you're entitled to time. Like... Superman should be allowed to have annual leave, same as everybody else. He should be, uh, yes, I think we need to, that's the job yeah. description for Superman. We need to make it a nine to five kind of job, weekends off, no after hours calls. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, absolutely. Yeah, and just to get comfortable with asking for help. And also maybe to recognise that when you swoop in and you help people, you disempower them. Mm. I was actually reflecting the other day on my parents and their style and I realised my dad was actually trying to teach my brother to stand up and take responsibility for his actions. My mum was wrapping him in cotton wool. Mm. Yeah. Why jump and coaching is based on the premise, like why, why help, why show somebody how to do it when the learning will be far more powerful if it comes from them. And it boosts their self-esteem. So, like, yes, you could certainly give them little nudges in the right direction, but not everybody needs rescuing. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's right. And and I guess it's about identifying when it's appropriate and when it's not. And that's part of our learning, I feel, as one of those people who, um, you know, has been in the superhero role and learning um, to make it less dysfunctional and more functional in my life, um, learning when it's appropriate and when it's not and pulling back when it's not appropriate and when it's not serving them because it's not it's not just about us at the end of the day is that there's somebody else on the receiving end of it so yeah it's just i think all of these roles and everything about human behavior is just becoming more conscious of why you do what you do and what are the consequences on yourself your family and those people that you interact with Awesome. Okay. Well, I look forward to the next episode where we learn about the next role. And uh, thank you for joining me again, Julia. Absolutely love it. Thank you for having me. Always a pleasure. And uh, we'll see you all on the next episode. And as I said before, I'll put all of the information for the previous episodes in the show notes and also how to contact Julia if you want to reach out to her. See you on the next episode. See everyone. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode. Remember to check out the show notes and if you have any comments, feedback or suggestions, I'd love to hear them. If you've received value from this podcast, make sure to subscribe and I'd love you to rate and review the show. Have a fabulous day.